0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and a very welcome to Lifeline. Tom has contacted us on that at joe at rt.ie and also our phone number is 0818-715-815 and 5151 is the text. Tom, good afternoon. I, I, I honestly, I've heard of lots of organisations with age in them, um, Age Action Ireland and um, Age is Active Retirement. I Tell me about this organisation that you've become aware of and have been, well, a uh, relation of yours has been invited to an event. Hi Joe, how are you? Good. Um, yeah, I'd never heard of Age Friendly Ireland either. Um, but uh, as I say, somebody I know was invited to um, the Age Friendly Ireland uh, National Age and Friendly Recognition Awards uh, 2022. Now, um, just to fill you in a little bit, because I just mm. had a little look up of who Age Friendly Ireland are, they operate from uh, Mead County Council's offices. They're WHO affiliated. Okay. And they support 31 local age-friendly programs, mostly in local authorities, working to create communities in which older people live autonomous and valued lives. They were established back in 2009. All very laudable and, you know, good work. So where is the event? It's called... In the, the, you have an invitation, or your, your relative... An invitation, National Age for the Achievement Award 2022. Where is it on? It's on in, wait for it... The five star Dromoland Castle. Uh, the dress code is evening wear. And you have to buy tickets or pay your own way if you're over No, as, uh, the ticket itself is is invitational, so there isn't a price on the on the actual invitation. So I presume the person I know is is just invited along. And is there Without. given Dromoland Castle is fairly fairly remote? <laughs> yeah. is, it is, is yeah. and there's people they say coming from the thirty. 31 yeah. council, council, county council areas in the country. Um, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> is, is there overnight accommodation provided? No, but you could book in, Joe, if you'd like. Uh, I can give you some prices if you like. Yeah, okay. Well, if, if I'm driving from Donegal or Sligo or yeah. Loud or whatever, or even... Or if you plan rich. to take a drink, Joe, and you're... Or, you know, yeah, or if, yeah, yeah, if you plan to take a drink, or if I'm... If it's, if it's age-friendly and I'm... People over a particular age, they don't want to be driving late at night. Or especially after be able to. Okay, know. so so yeah. if, I, if I want to stay, how much will it cost me? Uh, minimum price I could get for next week, no, not the night of the event, uh, was 760 for a deluxe room. 760? Yeah, 760. For one know. night? Yeah. Oh, you get breakfast now as well. Okay. Yeah. No, in fairness, it's, the only people I know that have stayed in Drumolan Castle are uh, two American presidents. Uh, Bono, I believe, stayed there. And, you know, plenty of celebrities and the rich and famous. So what's wrong with, with older people being treated like the rich and famous? Not, not at all, Joe. Just uh, who, who's funding the bill? Who, you know, who's paying for it? OK, it's called the National Age Friendly and the organisation is called Age Friendly Ireland. Ireland. Um, now we put in five questions, six questions to them, forty words, and mm. uh, we put these in yesterday, or it could be even the day before when you first contacted us. Um, we asked one when well, we asked for a spokesperson to come on the program. There's no one available. They say, "Who funds Age Friendly Ireland? How many people will attend the award ceremony in Drummond and Castle? Which organisations, agencies will attend? 
What does the evening entail? Is there a meal? Will there be entertainment? That's a money question as well. Will the attendees be staying at a hotel overnight? Um, that's a money question as well. And who pays for the awards event at Dromoland? So yeah. out, of, out of the six questions, they're, they're based on what you, the questions you've put to us. Um, out of the six questions, four of them relate to money. And we got a 500-word reply from Age Friendly Ireland. Now, there is not one single mention of money in their reply. They do not answer the question, who funds Age Friendly Ireland? They do not answer the question, how many will attend? They don't answer the question in any detail which organisations and uh, agencies will attend. They say members of older people's councils from 31 local authority areas and who represent the voice of older people in their communities are invited to the awards along with the 31 local authority age-friendly programme managers and key people involved in delivering the shortlisted uh, projects. Um, what does the evening entail? Is there a meal? Will there be entertainment? They don't answer that either. Will attendees be staying at the hotel overnight? They don't answer that either. And who pays for the awards event at Dromoland Castle? They don't answer that either. Now, I don't know how we're going to get an answer. Well, I looked a little bit further into this and okay. they last, the 2017-2018 awards take, took place in Monaghan. Okay. Uh, 200 people attended. That's fine, yeah. Which is, you know, in fairness, it's 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 what you'd expect, maybe. Mm. Um, a well-known celebrity satirist uh, was the MC for the night, so okay. his fee, his fee would be considerable. Well, that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I don't have a problem with people coming together and celebrating success of achievements of, say, councils and helping older people. Yeah. There's no problem with that at all. But given the cost of living crisis that everybody, especially older people, are experiencing now, okay, I point. think it's extremely lavish to be going to a five-star hotel that like hosts American presidents. Like, <laughs> Whose yeah, budget, like, you know, it's, you couldn't go there, I couldn't go there. Well, it's, regardless of who stays there, it's, it's, the question still stands, who's followed the money? As Woodward yeah. and Bernstein used to say, who is paying for this? Like, do, do if I'm nominated from Donegal, I'm thinking, like I'm here, and I've, I'm invited to this, do I have to pay my... I, I, there's no way, even if I do drive, there's no way I drive down and drive back in the one, in the one night. No, no. And Dromoland itself is reasonably remote. I mean, it's, you're not going to get... Yeah, and if I was going to Dromoland, I'd like to stay there, actually. I've never, but I'd like to stay there. <laughs> Because well, it, so, it, so, well, it's, it is so beautiful. Well, um, listen, Dromoland, it's, it's, I've known some people have gone out for the old afternoon teas and so on. But, yeah. it's, afternoon, uh, it's, it's afternoon tea by a roaring fire. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm sure it's beautiful. But in fairness, like, I was listening to Claire Ward the other morning and she was talking to Cork Penny Dinners, handing out 800 meals with not one penny of government funding. Okay. You know, we have people living on the streets. We've Ukrainians who we can't put up anywhere. You know, and like this is—if this is public money, it's an absolute disgrace. Well, where you see, where else can a, unless Dromoland and Castle are doing it out of Wouldn't the goodness nice. of their heart? Maybe they are, because maybe the only the only sponsors on the invitation are public bodies. Age yeah. Friendly Ireland is a public body. Mead mm. County Council is a public body, and Clare County Council is a public body. All public bodies, yeah. Um, so, I mean, 
you'd be kind of worried that it's public money, wouldn't you? Well, the, the, but they, they, they'd be surely able to explain why they want this. And maybe we'd yeah. like to, they say, obviously, it was cancelled during the pandemic. But they say that these, uh, by the way, they say that Ireland is the first country in the world to be, where's the phrase I saw there a second ago? Ireland is the first country. Ireland has become the first country in the world to be acknowledged as age-friendly by the World Health Organization. Mm. That'll come as a relief to people looking to buy a bale of briquettes. Yeah, it is. And people, I mean, I work with elderly people as part of my job. And like, yeah, we, 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 we are good, generally. Yeah. yeah, we are. But like, like, it can be a struggle for older people even just going to the shops, and even if they have free public transport and stuff like this. You know... I've done backpacks where I've offered to bring the messages out to the car for, say, an older person, assuming they have a car in the car park. And they turn around and say, to you, no, I don't. And then you kind of go, well, how are you going to carry these messages home in these bags? Like, it's just, it's just too much, you know? Like, so, um, anyway, look. No, I actually. Well, in fairness, Tom, I should read. Like, I should read. I'm not going to read out a 500 word reply, which doesn't answer one yeah. single question. That we asked them. Um, age Ireland's age-friendly programs coordinated by Age Friendly Ireland, obviously, mm-hmm. an appointed shared service of local government hosted by Mead County Council. The National Age Friendly Ireland Shared Service brings together supports and provides technical guidance to 31 local authority-led, multi-agency age-friendly programs. Um, we encourage organisations, individuals, members of the public, agencies, practitioners, communities to submit applications on projects or programmes that they consider to be age-friendly, um, especially those initiatives that have supported older people uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the pandemic. Um, mm. That's... Mm. Under the leadership of local authority chief executives and senior managers, governance governance is anchored in the multi-agency, multi-age friendly alliances, supported by broadly representative older people's council, engaged as co-design partners. I'd say they have a well-designed uh, website now. In fairness, and there's plenty of blurb on the. Well, that's fair enough. But then. But, yeah, but, then, um, but then again, like as we as we learned in the Citizens Advice Bureau scandal, um, uh, they want to move to they want to put everything online, and they forget that older people not ev- not all yeah. of them obviously older people uh, in the main, and so far as you can generalise, um, have difficulty accessing stuff online. They have difficulty accessing stuff online. Mm. But anyway, the. Um, the the, well, the the citizens' information. I saw a reply from the minister in the Dáil last week to the citizens' information, and you think you think these five hundred words from Age Friendly Ireland are gobbledygook? You should hear mm-hmm. the reply from the minister about uh, the citizens' advice bureau and uh, citizens' information service and all the issues that were raised in this program. It bore, bore no bearing to uh, any of the questions asked. But anyway, Seamus yeah. Boland. Seamus Boland is with Irish. Irish Rural Link. Do you know this organisation, Seamus? Yeah, only uh, very, as I was saying for the researcher, very uh, sparsely. I know what the competition is about. I know what the awards is about. Uh, and while I've never been involved or I have nothing particular to do with them, I suppose my point was that um, in making the awards, 
uh, it was for services for older people uh, and therefore Dromona and Castle or wherever the event would be held would be a fitting place in terms of you know making a good awards ceremony but that was as much as I know but as far as I know it's a good thing Joe that there is an award but who who, I know awards are always a good thing should we did the public service, public sector Times magazine awards, and people were getting awards like confetti. But then, it, then it emerged that they, they were only getting an award if they bought an ad in the, uh, in the magazine. And then it emerged that people were getting awards for customer service, who were the worst customer service. Some people argued in the wide earthly world. But Seamus, this this isn't about the awards. This is a, Tom's questions are about, and they're still unanswered. Like, yeah. have you have you gone to one of these award ceremonies no. before? Okay. <laughs> No, and I don't have. Have you been? Answer. Have you been nominated as Irish Rural? Uh, no, 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 no. We haven't. Uh, of course, it's, I, I agree with you. It's a great. Why, why, if if American presidents stay there, why can't old age pensioners from Ireland stay there? But we don't know if they are, and we don't know who's paying for it. Yeah. Hopefully, they're not to pay for it themselves out of their pension. Well, well, hopefully. As I said, I don't know enough, and I, all I know is that if uh, these awards things, you know, if they mean anything. Uh, you know that there, there should be a nice place for them. But again, I know. But even if you, I, I, and again, I don't know anything about this organisation, so I don't, I'm not defending it, or I'm not in any way uh, knowledgeable in that area. But the only point I'd ever make is, uh, whenever we do awards, sometimes when we're giving awards mm-hmm. to people who are, you know, uh, you know, don't have the kind of money or don't have the economic. Uh, belt that the president has and to stay in these places. Uh, some, you know, it's a, it would be nice to see people being able to get an award presented in a nice surroundings, etc. Um, yeah, and but, even uh, if yeah, that was taxpayers' money, is that so horrible? But that's a question. Yeah, but you can get beautiful surroundings for a hundred quid a night. I'm sure. Yes, Tom. The awards, as far as I know, are not going to the individuals, like the older people. They'll go to the local authorities who have carried out programmes, say, to improve the life oh, of the good, older people. As in, as in the likes of Rural Link, who provide yeah. transport, they could apply for the Transportation Award. And in the case of the first I know, it's a downsizing award where they created kind of smaller homes for older people who are more suitable for them. But it's in that case, it's the county council who have applied for the award. It's not the individual who oh, received yeah. a new okay. home. You know, I mean, you're not, I, I would be surprised no. if you're going to see uh, 100 old age pensioners being treated to the night out. I'd say you'd probably see some old age pensioners and a significant number of local authority employees and program managers, yeah. you know. I mean, listen, I give anybody a night out if they, you know, if they need We also asked Clare County Council, are they hosting it? Yes. And they, they haven't replied. Well, it's written on the invitation that they are hosting it. Where does no. it say that? It's Clare County Council are hosting Oh, yeah, RSVP yeah. by the 30th of yeah. September to age-friendly yeah. Clare or Clare County Council.ie. Yeah, yeah. So, it says it on the and most too, of the yeah. prizes are sponsored by government departments. Uh, on, well, what, even what on Garda Shea and on Post. What are, uh, well, well, I'm, 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 I'm posting on Garda If it's about old people during the pandemic, the, the two groups that should be getting the biggest awards are on are Post. probably them. And on Garda Shea <laughs> and Frontline Workers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, Tom, uh, what are the prizes? 
I don't know. I presume it's a piece of crystal, Joe, or something like this. But as Seamus said, like people, you know, it's nice to give people a night out and listen, it'd be great to do that. But if you're looking at a hotel that's charging between 800 and 1200 for a room. And how much is, a, me- how much is a meal there? That's the uh, room for one night. I, I okay. couldn't find out, Joe, but I would presume it's on a pro rata cost. It would probably be, you know, well over 100 quid for a dinner, you know, in these places, you know. So. Um, now there, there must they've been going on since two fourteen, so that's before the pandemic. That gives us what five years. I think. That, I think they've so, been. So that's I a thousand. Think established back in two thousand nine, Joe. Okay, but the award ceremony apparently has been going since okay, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. So that means there must have been at least a thousand people in Ireland. Well, maybe it's the same people every year who've been there. So can they contact us on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five and let us know what the setup was. Maybe maybe people were were bussed in and bussed home that night, and given yeah. given given a, a a soggy cucumber curled up uh, sandwich and a, a cup of tea that tastes like coffee or versa versa, and well, yeah, and, and let go home. Maybe it's not as expensive as you think it is. Well, I'd say if you're wearing evening wear now, Joey, oh, that's true, you're yeah. going to come along oh, yeah, and somebody's going to take you down to... You have an answer for everything, Tom. No, I well, actually, I did, I did speak to somebody who worked in there as a student in Dromoland Castle. And I mean, I, we don't have a problem with Dromoland. Yeah, it's of course offering not. Yeah. a five-star, extravagant... Yeah, that's what you're paying you know, for. Yeah. top-of-the-range service, yeah. and you pay the money for that service. Yeah. But can the Irish taxpayer, if the taxpayer is funding it, afford to be this lavish at a time when people are experiencing yeah. a cost of living crisis. And as you say, even just funny, even, even today saying we've run out of places for, um, for it's people, embarrassing, isn't it? people fleeing from war. Yeah, well, that's embarrassing. As an Irish person, I'm embarrassed to say that Ukrainians would be in tents and would be set out in the street like... It's just, it's, oh. it's beyond... It's what state you mentioned Ukrainians earlier on. Because that, that is, like, county councils should be, they should be working, maybe they are hand over fist to, to, give, to get uh, local venues, be it GAA clubs or training centres up for accommodation for people who are fleeing a horrific, horrific war, which is getting worse. No electricity. You saw what Putin is doing yeah. now. Um, Liz Crummy, Liz, good afternoon. You were listening to uh, Minister for Children, etc., Roger Gorgorman in Morning Ireland, where he basically said there's a, there is a possibility the Ukrainians will end up on the streets next, not the streets of Kiev, but the streets of Dublin next week because we're running out, we've run out of space. Um, first of all, Liz, did you, did you offer the Red Cross accommodation? Can I ask you that? Good afternoon, Joe. Joe. I offered accommodation. Immediately the war broke out. I contacted the Red Cross. I did not hear from the Red Cross for four months. I tried ringing them a couple of times and I was told, oh, they'd get back to me. I did have one preliminary phone call and it was very much a tick-the-box questionnaire. And there was a little bit of a hesitation when I mentioned that um, they would be sharing a bathroom. And okay. I thought, well, you know, these people are coming from basement, war-torn, yeah, yeah. Ukraine. I'm pretty sure sharing a bathroom is on top of their list. Well, it looks like next so week, I got, and I don't mean to be blunt here, but it looks like next week, Liz, according to the minister, they'd be sharing a bush in St. Stephen's Green to pee in. Exactly. I just think the whole situation has been so badly managed. So, so stick, about- stick with the government... Uh, line force they they gave the, the task to the Red Cross the Red Cross rang you, are you have you shared bathroom you have and what happened next well I never heard 
using them again. And then I sourced my own uh, Ukrainian through a contact with a friend and a lady, Yelena, out in Kalini. And uh, shout out to Yelena. She, uh, by default, became uh, a mediator between Ukrainians mm-hmm. from her own country and Ireland. So I put out my situation. I said, look, I have adult sons at home. So it would be more preferable for, you know, a teenage boy. Okay. And uh, I got a mother and a teenage boy, and they're with me for six months now. They wow. arrived on the 18th of April, wow. and I'm really, really annoyed at how the situation has been handled. So you are going to organise this? You you organise this yourself? I let the Red Cross know. I let the Red Cross know okay. that I had housed them and that they could take me off the list. I have never heard not one contact since. And tell us, how's it been for the six months? A wonderful experience. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Really enhancing experience for the whole family. Wow. I mean, I have a busy household. Um, I have two adult sons who obviously can't move out of home. Yeah. I have two, uh, a son and daughter living away. So when they come home from London now, they have to sleep in the sitting room because the Ukrainians are taking up their bedrooms. But they don't mind because... It's such okay. a it's such a wonderful experience. And how they have, have the, been? How have your how have your Ukrainian the, the mother and the mother and so on? How have they managed in terms of school or work or income? I have to say there was a lot of hard work involved. My part, and okay. um, I did get the Ukrainian boy into transition year. In, I have to give a shout out to Fair House Educate Together School, well done, well done. and he's now currently in fifth year. He was 17. He's a boy, Joe. He's a young boy to me. Yeah. And yeah. the very idea that the mother had to flee with him to keep him away from war is just horrendous. He turned 18 a couple of weeks ago and made a great celebration. His mother, Ina, is a qualified oncology theatre nurse. Wow. Wow. She can't work, obviously, until her English is improved. She came with zero English. Her son had school English, and he was her translator originally. So, in fairness, she's here six months now, and I would say she is semi-fluent and well able to hold her own. She's attending English classes now starting from Monday, um, and as soon as she's ready, we're in the process of translating all her Ukrainian qualifications to English. I'm doing this entirely on my own because there is no facility. And what was your reaction when you heard Roderick O'Gorman this morning saying it looks like we're... Now, you can't can't blame the government in in themselves. There's only so many things they can do. They need... Oh, Joe, come on, come on. There are so many people facing cost-of-living crisis. Two things that a lot of people in my area are facing. Cost-of-living crisis and loneliness. And it is just such a wonderful thing to have people into your home that are able to contribute uh, in terms of housework or, you know, helping out and being Mm -hmm. part of a family. So I just think it's great. €100 a week from the government for two people? That's pretty bad. Pretty bad when you consider consider what they're paying into hotels every single night. And we know hotels are no places for families. Okay. And how would you, you know, Liz, how would you evan- evangelise, how would you encourage other people to take, to take well, families in? in? Yeah, I 
live in the Fair House Palace Temple Oak area. Okay. There, there is ultimately a three and four bedroomed house area. Okay. There are loads of people who are single, living alone, widowed or whatever, would have plenty of space. I think they should have an open day in City West. I don't mean to denigrate the situation, but if you want to adopt a dog, you go up to the DSPCA, you talk to them, you tell them your needs, you tell them, you know, the type of age-friendly house you are, whether you need to know an older dog or a young pup. I mean, I'm not making comparisons. You know my point. Okay, but what I'm about... To say what about there should Gar- be an open... Yeah. What about Garda vetting? That's always the big thing, we're told, Liz. The Garda vetting came into play for under-18-year-olds but you know what? Nobody came near me. Once I said I was on my own, I, I was open to guard vetting, but nobody came near me. I mean, they have their own separate bedrooms. Yeah, and I think, I'm sorry. It's just like you have to take people's goodwill. What about guard vetting when they're living on the streets of Dublin, Joe? I know, I know. That's hardly safe, like, is it? They're living in a family home. Yeah. You know, I really think that... M- 90% of people, if they went up to a one-stop shop like City West okay. and they discussed what they had available in their house, obviously my house is not set up for children. I wouldn't have taken, I wouldn't take children, but my house isn't suitable for it. But it was suitable for an almost adult boy because I have adult sons there. So he just mucks in with the lads and... And, and remind Remind me again, uh, Liz, how, how did you source, uh, sorry, how did you find, how did you connect with this family? I put out the word to friends of mine and a friend said her young lad went to school with a, a young lad whose mother was Ukrainian and the, the young lad was more or less, um, you know, kind of free in the afternoons because his mom was so busy trying to home people that were coming from Ukraine. Okay. So I met this lady and I, I contacted her by phone and she said, look, there's a mother and a 17-year-old coming into Dublin Airport. Can you meet them? That's okay. how I met them. This is, this is what the minister said on Morning Ireland. But is there a danger that in the coming weeks you're just going to run out of accommodation? Well, that, that's the situation we're, we're facing next week. Um, and as I say, we're working hard to keep the pause on on uh, on, on entry to, to to new accommodation as short as possible. Uh, but I can't guarantee that this won't happen again go, go, going into the, the the winter, particularly if if, if numbers uh, r- remain as high. And I think it's important that we again continue to have strong communication with the Ukrainian embassy, with the Ukrainian authorities, so we can um, you know uh, let Ukrainians know at what times our system here is under pressure. So we are under pressure and, and again this isn't butter any parsnips Liz but we've done proportion- no, proportionately we've done a lot better than our nearest neighbour has. I know that I know that you know, but I still think but okay, you should but you're, be able to but go you, along to ask questions. Yeah and I, but I also think if you're, if, you're, if you're saying to me which you are I applied to the Red Cross when the big plea went out and all I got was one perfunctory phone call and nothing else and I went off and tried to source um, uh, a family myself. Stay there, joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.
Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Yeah, there's two items dovetailing. Uh, we, the, the initial call was from Tom. And he pointed out the next Thursday night in Drummolin Castle in County Clare, there is uh, an event and awards ceremony called the National Age Friendly Achievement Awards 2022, organised by Age Friendly Ireland, uh, Mead County Council, and uh, Clare County Council dresses evening wear and Tom asked some very simple questions basically who's paying for this who's who's going and who's paying and are the people who are going paying and are the people who are going in their evening wear do they have to stay overnight because as Tom pointed out it's 800 quid 760 uh, for a night in Drummond that's before you have um uh, a, ba- a slice of Battenborg cake or whatever but um and that that is the basic question and then Tom said well this is I'm paraphrasing you, Tom. But this is odd. I might use a different word. This is odd, says Tom, given that we had this morning on uh, Morning Ireland, our minister, our government minister, because this is a public-funded public event, no matter who's funding it. It's coming from some public purse, uh, one, one or all of the 31 county councils. And when we have this morning on Morning Ireland, the minister for children saying, we've run out of places for the Ukrainians fleeing the war, which, as you know, is getting worse, tragically. And uh, there is the possibility the next week Ukrainians arriving in Dublin or uh, whatever Rosslair will have to sleep on the street and uh, Liz Crummy then phoned in and she said well I I tried to give my accommodation to uh, Ukrainians uh, seven months ago the, the war started in February, February uh, 20th, 24th as you know the invasion um, and the Red Cross now in France the Red Cross are made up of volunteers why, did, why wasn't our government department dragooned um, and told to do this, given that surely there were some government departments in the pandemic that were that, that weren't as busy. Why was why was enough full paid public servants uh, made to uh, sorry seconded to do this this vetting of houses or whatever? And Liz eventually gave up waiting on the Red Cross and put out in her WhatsApp groups or whatever. Does anyone know any Ukrainians looking for accommodation? And she got a family of a mother and a son. She said the experience has been absolutely incredible and her own words, it has been a huge asset to all, to our family life, full stop. Now, back to Age Friendly Ireland and the money. And I said, we asked Age Friendly Ireland who's paying for this and we and we asked them six questions, three of them were about the money. We got a 500 word reply that didn't mention money once. Sandra Dillon, Sandra, you're a family... Hi, Joe. Go ahead. Have you heard of Age Friendly Ireland? No, I haven't, Joe. I have to say, no, hands on heart, I haven't. I, and I have to say, I applaud Liz there for all she's done. Incredible, I wasn't incredible. Myself. I would, I have to say, I would open another side of the wardrobe and, and put somebody in because, you know, we know what it's like to be isolated. Like I said, as a family carer, you're yeah. constantly worrying about what's going to happen in 2023, Joe. It's, it's just, it's scary to think. They talk about Halloween coming. Believe me, we're scared right now. And you're involved in the, the Meeting Place Club member. Yes, we, we're, we're volunteers, uh, Joe. We're only parents. We don't presume to be anything else than volunteers who come together with the support of, of Dublin City Council. They're not €850 a, a ticket, but um, with the support of Dublin City Council and, and other community groups, um, what we do is we, we just we do projects to try and support their children because of the waiting list. Okay. Because the fact we are carers and, and we're on a very limited budget. I don't and, mean that. and we can't yeah. afford anything. We're very much like like the old 
the elderly out there, we're, we're really struggling, Joe, and, and the fear of this, this crisis, you know, is, is really weighing a lot of uh, mental health down as well. And well, well, expand on that, Sandra. People, are, I know people are worried. I don't want to. I don't want to over. I don't want to exaggerate it. Uh, but no, people, no, people and, are and genuinely are, worried. Yeah, and we are worried. But to be honest, Joe, like I said, that's what the meeting place club was about. I mean, it was set up. Like I said, we're all only parents in the Dublin Northwest area or community. We we help each other. So if somebody needs something, you know, whether it's yeah. a spare wheelchair or or, a, or a, it's another piece of equipment, or even if it's just just somebody to sit there and listen to. That's what we're there for. We're doing a Halloween party tonight for uh, children and the teenagers. We're in the local hall, the Wester Hall. Very kind. Give it to us for nothing. Uh, we'll all bring a piece. Some of us will bring pumpkins. Some will, we'll all dress up whichever mm. way we can. And, and, and we try to get through it. And that's why I suppose from our perspective, well, my perspective personally, to hear that someone is sponsoring from, from taxpayers' money probably on Dublin City Council or me, County Council, whoever, uh, you know these kind of events. Well, I can't. Uh, you see, I'm looking. They sent us in the info. I'm looking at the information of who's involved. It's either the World Health Organization are paying for it because they're an organisation mentioned, or it's either 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 Age Friendly Ireland, which we presume is funded by the taxpayer. It's either Mead County Council, which is funded by the taxpayer. It's either Clare County Council, which is funded by the taxpayer, or it's either one of the 29 other county councils councils which will be attending. So well, we can't now. Tom, I'll come back to you in a sec, Sandra. Tom, say it yeah. emerged that it was WHO who were paying for this, even though they uh, don't they WHO say WHO are funded by government, aren't they, Joe? And they're yeah. badly funded as well as from badly, what we heard of during the pandemic. I just like to congratulate Liz as well. I mean, fair play. Incredible, yeah. that, is, that is incredible. And I mean, to think that Liz, uh, Liz gets uh, €100 Euros a week to help her support two people. I mean, no. where would where would you go with like even just the extra electricity, heating, yeah. you know, the, the general things around the house? By the way, Tom, euros a week. Okay, I meant to ask: Is your relative who got this invitation? Is he or she one of the? Have they got their evening wear out? But two, are they looking forward to it? Yes, they are. Okay, and who could blame them? You know, it's, it's a fancy well, night out. Well, do you know? And, if, and it's, yeah. Do you know if he or she has to pony up eight hundred quid to stay in the hotel, or is no. that covered? I, 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 I'd probably keep them out of this, but in fairness, whose budget would ex, would extend to eight hundred euros for a night? Okay, Joe at rt.e. Peter yeah. Peter Gorey, Peter, you tell us you worked in Dublin City Council for years. Yeah, um, so I'm former public servant, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have you heard of because Dublin City Council are one of the thirty-one councils involved in this? Have you ever heard of Age Friendly Ireland? No, I never heard with them. Now, I did work with older people in a different context yeah. in, in Dublin City Council, but I'd never heard of age-friendly. Age now, I have to say, my mum is a senior citizen, but it's a new new situation, yeah. Well, they say they've been going from, I think it's 2004. Is it that long, yeah, that I, far back? Yeah, I retired from Dublin City Council in 2012, so I suppose I should have well, maybe heard have, yeah. about okay. them between 4 and 12, whatever, but no... Um, no, it's a new one on me, yeah. And what do you, what, 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 Tom, yeah, Tom. I think in fairness that there were, from what I read up, they were only established in 2009. Mm. Okay, well, Peter worked with older people in the biggest uh, council area in the country, so mm. we presume, anyway, profile would have would have come across Peter's radar at some stage. Yeah. Um, uh, Peter, what do you think of Tom's point about 
being held in Dromolan Castle in the middle of, in, in the middle of everything we're going through, including today's news about yeah, the, the Ukrainians. I guess I've no problem with where it's being held if it was directed towards the people that it serves, Joe. You know, we need to look after the the more vulnerable people in a society, yeah. as far as I can make out, and um, certainly uh, those of a certain age qualify and directed towards the people that it serves, you know. Um, it's an opportunity to look after some of the more vulnerable people that we have. Okay. It's Sorry, Joe, like it does, Peter, it, it's not like um, a Christmas party for these people. It's an award ceremony where they'll probably be being the minority of the older people coming along in a five-star castle. Now, yeah. you could bear in mind how scarce the resources are in this country at the moment when you consider people getting 100 euros a week and that other lady who was involved in the volunteer group getting very little support and having to rely on like just the charity of people to give her accommodation and, and hope rooms and so on. I mean, like you're talking about a castle here, like. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand that as things stand, it doesn't look great. But you know, to say crisis and opportunity, the, the maybe it's not looking so good at the moment, but there is an opportunity there. I would say to to just move the the goalpost a little bit to to serve the people that are most vulnerable and you know what a, what a lovely evening it would be yeah, for but Pete, but Peter, I don't want I don't want to get into trip advisor comparisons but if you wanted to have an award ceremony in a castle uh-huh. you can have it in Clontarf Castle and you wouldn't be paying 800 quid a night yes that, that is true Joe and I cannot argue yeah, okay, with that no by the way I've not, I've, I've nothing to do with Clontarf Mary Clontarf Castle <laughs> Mary Cunningham is a former councillor, retired councillor. Mary, if you were, you're in Monaghan, so it was in the... Yes, and the, Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, the, the, you're a bit faint, Joe, but listen, I think uh, I'm also the aged, I'm a proud member of that community myself, but I think Ramolan Castle, scenic and all it is, is far from that and not the cost of it that a lot of our older, sensible people are, and it's, uh, uh, you should have got answers to all your questions, Joe, and you didn't and I'd be a bit wary of that. Uh, and uh, you, well, you, really you also make another interesting point in your message here. I think it's it should be central Ireland, yes, yes. Uh, not away down there. Uh, what's the heart of Castle or any part because of, older, of well, Atlone or anywhere like that? Oh, Crom Castle Road and Gulag or whatever. I don't, I don't well, care what castle. Matter, but, but, but Mary, you know, you're, you're hitting on a point here. If the majority of people there are going to be uh, older, old age pensioners, they're all going to have free travel. Absolutely, yeah. Now, does yeah. a does a bus and, or a and, uh, does a bus uh, or a train go to go to the Inconvenience of getting away down there. That's lovely in the postcards, but sadly for a lot of our older generation at the minute, it is not reality. And uh, I think all these departments are not being critical. Uh, I have admiration for the work they're doing, but and the Ukrainian thing is a good thing. But do you know something, Joe? And this may not be popular. I think Ireland's terrific with uh, what they're doing for Ukraine above, mm. above and beyond the call of duty. But I think there's an awful lot in our own 
country that are not being seen at the moment and I think they shouldn't overtax themselves that want to manage it that are rolling on the ground are seen to first and after that mm. do as much charity and as much you humanitarian see, it it, it work does, but it doesn't become an either or unfortunately um, it doesn't we, but would you not agree Joe it is, I hear a lot of people, you know, I still hear a lot of people, and they're delighted that, that, that we're doing so well. The but you see, but, but, but Mary, what I'm, what I'm banking on and, and anchoring my uh, thoughts in today are when the, the war, the invasion happened in February, we, yeah. were, we were inundated with offers of accommodation. We were inundated as a programme. Absolutely. And the Irish, the Irish people, like Liz Crummy and many more like them, were not found wanting. But the problem Absolutely. was the system, the system that. that the government set up um, exactly. has been found is, wanting, which, which is terrible given the news today. John, stay there, Mary. Mary's in corner. Is, in corner. John, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? You donated a house. I did, um, last March. And to who? Sent, to, through, uh, oh, uh, to, the, uh, to the Red Cross. Okay. And uh, I didn't hear anything initially for about six weeks. And then uh, I was contacted and uh, went through all the details. And I explained the situation that there was a few things to be done to the house. Not an awful lot, but a few things. And that all seemed fine. And then I I didn't hear anything for about three or four months. Um, In fact, I was actually... uh, I I think I may have even emailed them in the interim period. But when I was contacted the second time mm-hmm. I went through everything again Okay, and um, uh, you know I explained to the chap I was talking to um, where the house was and answered all of the questions and I also explained that there was a few things that needed to be done you know I, I needed to check the boiler and uh, there was a shower that needed to be but John was it habitable? It, yeah, it, well, not immediately, but you, you know, it would have taken maybe three or four days' work to, okay. to sort, sort it out. Um, I don't live near the house, so. That, that but you were willing. Well, when you say donate the house, what do you mean? I, I mean donated to a Ukrainian family for a year or for as okay. long as they wanted it. Um, this is um, a three-bedroom house. Oh, so you've got two phone calls. And well, I know. If, I know if if this afternoon, I know that this can't be the answer to everything. But I know this yeah. afternoon, if we said on this program, we're not going to. By the way, if we said in this program, oh, there's a house in in located X, we need a boiler fix and we need a shower fix to get the Ukrainian family in. I guarantee yeah. we would have that done by Sunday evening. Such is the generosity of Irish people. They would yeah. all. They would. You get plumbers and companies rolling in saying we'll. We've done it before, another, another. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. is is your Absolutely. house still? Is the house still idle? Oh, it's still sitting there. Yeah, I haven't heard. I mean, it's it's uh, that last phone call was about oh maybe it could be three months now. Um, but, but the thing that puzzled me was just as we went off the phone again, I reiterated what needed to be done, and the guy oh. said to me, "Well, you know, don't be in any rush to do any of that work because this could take some time yet." And I thought. Well, you know, maybe yeah, they then, are. then we have the minister on the program this morning, and he's he's telling it as it is. We're in. We're, the Ukrainian people are in trouble, as we know, but they're they're in yeah. trouble if they come here because we've run out of accommodation. Yeah, um, but you see, I, I, personally, I think that's a nonsense because okay. there is there is so many unoccupied houses and buildings around the country in every single town. I'm driving through Limerick City as we speak, and I'm looking around, and there's lots of houses. You look at them and. 
you say, yeah, okay, it's, it, there's nobody living in that, but it, it could be refurbished pretty quickly, you know? Mm. I mean, when I, when I told this story to some friends of mine a while back, they said to me, oh, yeah, but, you know, now people need a certain standard. And they won't take that house unless it's up to spec, unless it's up to, unless it's got double glazed windows, unless it's got this, unless it's got that. And I think, okay, fair enough. But when you marry that with the other option of people sleeping on the street, I just yeah, think yeah. that's 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 just nonsense. You know, it's it's uh, like I said, there is so many unoccupied buildings and churches around the country. Why aren't they taken up? You and know, apparently, it's, it's, there's. Uh, I saw one when I was on the road last week. I was up in Roscommon. I saw, I'm not saying where, where it was, uh, but I saw an, an incredible GAA yeah. centre of excellence. Yeah. Now, yeah, maybe it, it looked brand new, it looked really spacious and, and modern. But anyway, you're saying, well, I suppose you're appealing to people again this weekend, if you've anywhere, especially that could take. Like I presume, the, I presume the army would say, "Well, we need we need a big, comfortable, warm with with showers, uh, GA clubs and training centre would have exactly that, showers yeah. and bathrooms and uh, obviously cooking facilities where the army could go in and we'll put out the hundred beds or we'll put out the hundred bedside lockers, we'll put out the separation between the anyway. It it is an yeah. it is an it is an emergency. It is an emergency. Um, yeah. There's no no two. Uh, Mary Rose Barrington. Thanks, John. Mary Rose Barrington. Okay. Yes, Joe. Uh, Hi. Uh, good afternoon. What happened? You. you good afternoon. You. Uh, well, you offered. I had a, the exact same situation. We offered a room um, through the Red Cross, filled in all the stuff online. They called back about six weeks later. I repeated everything. They said I'd have to have a guard the vetting. So I said yes, no problem. Actually, I'm a volunteer with a loan, so I already have one. Okay. Uh, well but done. I guess you have to have another one. And hang on, you said I have a, I am Garda vetted. Yes, I did say that. And they but said, apparently, each charitable organisation oh has God. to get their own. You could have ten Garda vetting. No, you're not serious. Yeah, no, one one Garda vetting from one organisation does not serve for anywhere else. So there's no joined up thinking in this crisis. No, no. Anyway, that apart, okay. um, when it came to the um, new academic year. We still hadn't heard anything, and my husband went to UCD, I went to UCD, our three kids all went to UCD, and they've all gone, they've all left the house. And so I said, right, UCD, what about it? And so I had a lovely visit from a UCD guy just to verify that the the UCD students' union, to their great credit, got out uh, early mornings. They stood at the Lewis stops, the bus stops. They gave out leaflets saying, have you got a room in your house? That's right. So you offered offered a room to UCD. Yeah. And and what happened? And so that guy put up an ad on their website, and I was swamped with application. Okay. I mean, we could have had 25 people coming to live here. Wow. But um, I took the first person who arrived was this beautiful little Vietnamese girl. She's doing a master's degree in the Smurfit Business School brilliant. in Carysford. So from where I live in Dorky, it's much easier for her to get to Black Rock okay. than to Belfield. Although she does buzz up and down to Belfield, apparently, for her dancing classes. She's in some dancing competition. She's brilliant. really integrated herself brilliantly. Brilliant, brilliant. Speaks brilliant English. And Joe, have you ever had um, Vietnamese pho for breakfast? Vietnamese what? Pho. Pho. T-H-O. T-H-O. No, P for Peter. Oh, P-H-O. P-H-O. Yeah, I think, yes. I think I've seen it one of those 
street street food programs, which sends well, you you're starving she at you. that for us last weekend, okay. and it was delicious. Okay, I mean, so it's back to Liz's point that bringing in somebody and, and opening your house is is a benefit to you as yeah. well as the person. Yeah, she's gorgeous and okay. she's up at Cockrow. She's gone. She has her own bedroom, her own bathroom. She never. I never hear a peep out of her. Okay. Okay. Well done. And but back to your point when you said to the Red Cross, not the Red Cross's fault. I have Garda vetting. They said no. You need to get a new. You need to get new Garda yeah. vetting. Yeah, and that's not a problem. You fill in the forms, and yeah, you know they go through the procedure. But but it is. I, a, I, but, I knew but that. It, yeah, but it is a problem. I, I totally agree, Jamira. But it is a problem today. People are listening to the minister saying we're in a we're in a crisis. We're, there is a bit of a panic. Uh, the 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 war is. Uh, uh, deteriorating, if you can use that phrase about a, a war and invasion. More people are going to come fleeing war, fleeing a country with no electricity, yeah. fleeing a country where they're contaminated, the, the Russians are contaminating the water, fleeing a country where the Russians are threatening uh, to drop a nuclear bomb in the Black Sea as, as a warning. Mm-hmm. And um, we need, so if people ring up today the Red Cross and say, I've got a house, and by the way, I am guarded vetted because I work for a loan or whatever. Yeah. Yes, and the, the Red Cross say no we have to go through the procedure so what does that mean head to sea no, but maybe they must need lots more help we run, a, we run a shuttle service from Dublin airport to Stevens Green next week for the Ukrainians <laughs> okay. I know okay, they, Mary they Rose, need more go, hands on board yeah they sure do okay Mary Rose Barrington good morning Mahogat. Joe at RT.ie talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Back to this event next uh, Thursday in Castle, uh, run by Age Friendly Ireland in conjunction with county councils. It's their National Age Friendly Achievement Awards. Mary, good afternoon. I know, have you ever heard of Age Friendly Ireland? Hello, Joe. Yes, Mary, go ahead. Yeah. No, never heard of them, Joe. And have you ever been have you ever been in Drumolan Castle? Yeah, I would. We were in Drumolan Castle, but I can tell you, we don't have money. We have enough to live on, but we certainly. I think the price is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred and something. I want to know who is paying in this day and age that type of money. Well, you see, we can't find out. We've asked. It's some. It's it's through the county council, so somebody is paying for it through the yeah, county well, council. Yeah, the, the county council like wouldn't have an awful lot more to do with their money. With the people, I actually they, they have a golf course. Well, apparently, there. each each council, each there's thirty one councils involved. As you know, there's three or four in Dublin, so that brings it up from twenty six to over thirty. Each council has an age friendly committee. They are not direct. I'm just reading from a, a website here, but yeah. again, this is not from Age Friendly Ireland themselves. They are not direct provision providers. The main purpose is to network together all the elderly and other relevant service providers in order to improve the provision for elderly people within a county area, mainly through improved communications, newsletters, county-wide promotions of elderly-focused events and activities, as well as identifying specific improvements in service provision, library access, education access, etc., as for the awards, this is a contributor. As for the awards, it's likely that these are for the network committee, not specifically for people who are elderly or retired. And um, some county councils do good work, however, obviously. But is this is a question, is this a gravy train for, uh, for anyway, it's not for, for 
councillors or other people. But we can't find the answer. We've asked six questions. Three of them were about the funding, and we got a 500-word reply, which didn't uh, 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 did not spend one word addressing where the money uh, was coming from. Tom, we seem to be as... Uh, as adrift as we were an hour ago when you first raised the question. Yeah, but you yeah, raised actually, it you raised it two yeah. days ago. We held off doing we didn't till, yeah. till we had to give people time to answer your question. Well, what was it Leo Radker said when he came into government Joe that his government would be different because there'd be transparency in it. You know, that um, Finnegan would offer you transparency and I can't understand why local authorities can't be accountable. Well do you know why you your know, relative got do you know why your relative got an invitation? I do, yes. They were a beneficiary of uh, an age-friendly Ireland program. Uh, and they, what happened was, I think, they came along and did a few surveys to see, you know, who would get the award because, you know, they were comparing one, one against the other. And a couple of interviews were conducted. And I'm sorry, what do you mean they were beneficiaries of an age-friendly program? Uh, well, in this case, it was the housing program. There's there's eight different awards. There's transport. There's and did she security. get one? Did she get one of these houses? She downsized. Okay, that's a great idea. She downsized. She downsized. In fairness, so it was all. That's all very good, excellent. I mean, everybody, everybody was happy. So she's getting an award because she's a downsizer. No, 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 no. She's not. Oh, she's not getting. A, she's invited. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she's invited sorry, to council. Yeah. The council have applied. And when to she get the when she downsized, did she when she downsized, did she take her evening wear with her? Um, yeah, in fairness, <laughs> they, that was one of the reasons why he became uh, aware of it is because the the discussion was amongst the other members of the family as what what was what was to be worn, <laughs> you know. And uh, it kind of I looked at it the second time I went Tremont Castle. I mean, for God's sake, okay. you know. Honestly. Okay, back to you back know? to the other interwoven issue, which is again state money. Um, Anne Lynch, um, Ukraine, yes. Ukrainian uh, refugees. What happened in your case? Well, I haven't heard anything from anybody since I applied way back when. And uh, he said he was going to put me on the priority for the Red Cross. And I called in today to find out the lady that found her own Ukraine, if you can give her my contact number. And what what what, what did we can't really do that. What, what 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 was your offer to the Red Cross, Anne? And when did you make? You said way back when. When was way way back when? When? Oh, I would think whenever they started off. Okay, February, back in March. February. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. what were you offering? A room. Okay, and were you contacted by the Red Cross? No, I, you were on the program before, yes. and I called the Red Cross. After. Well done. And they, they said to me they were so sorry and they would put me on the priority list. So okay. whenever you had the program before, but obviously I'm not on any priority list. Because you haven't been contacted? Correct. And you were, did they ask you any, any questions, Anne? Did they say to you, how many bathrooms do you have or are you near, right. a, are you near a bus stop? Or? Well, of course, I live in Cotown. Oh, okay, well, then that's busy, yeah. That's local link and everything down there. Um, yeah. So, so you haven't heard back from them at all, at all? No, no, they mustn't have enough staff. They should yeah, delegate it out to somebody who will do the job. Well, it's now a crisis. They have to find staff. The army have been brilliant, absolutely brilliant, in the last uh, three years. That's per usual, doing the contact tracing. 
uh, highly skilled, highly educated. But anyway, if it is a, if it is a crisis, which which we presume it is, that the government minister said it was this morning, he's a cab- member of the cabinet. Surely there should be an appeal tonight on television or whatever by the Taoiseach of saying we need accommodation over the, uh, from next week. We're urging people who have a bedroom, we're urging people who have any extra space and give them a system, a system, we've done it before, give them a system or a phone number for, for a hotline for this weekend and we will expedite. And we know, we understand that this, but we live in a computer age and there's, there's ways of doing this quickly. We will try and match people. So we will not be putting anyone in St. Stephen's Green next week who's come from war-torn Kiev or war-torn uh, any, any part of, of Ukraine. So you've heard, nothing, well, you've heard nothing back? No, no. I mean, the system you're talking about would be marvellous. Maybe you're in the wrong job. <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, it, would, it would take more than one person. Yeah, but the point of making any civil servants I know or public servants I know and any members of the defence force I know are absolutely brilliant. They'd be ten times better at doing it than I would in a month of Sundays with my lack of lack of patience. But um and okay, oh so so you're still saying you're still available. Your room is still available. Correct. Correct. Okay. If you Yes, okay. okay. Okay, and that's Anne Lynch and Courtown. Joe at RT.ie, 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. And Joe at RT.ie. By the way, on Sunday night on RT Television, it's the 99th edition of um, The Meaning of Life. As you know, started by Gay all those years ago. And I've been doing it for the last few years, the 99th edition of um, The Meaning of Life. And for those of you who don't know, but it, it is a heavily researched, uh, long form uh, interview. We record nearly two hours and then we edit it, obviously. And it is about the meaning of life and it, is, it, it tries to take a different angle, almost a, a Psycholo- looking at people's psychology and their values and all that carry on. And they, but they have been, no no fault of mine, they have been very illuminating. And the, the guest on the 99th edition on Sunday night, it's the last edition of the current series, uh, we're working on another one at the moment, is uh, Valerie Mulcahy. Now, anyone in Cork knows Valerie Mulcahy. Anyone in GAA knows Valerie Mulcahy. Anyone in the LGBT uh, BT Plus community knows Valerie because she's a, not only has she got 10 All-Ireland medals and a whole cabinet of, of uh, medals. Uh, she's an incredible activist as well. And uh, that's Valerie McCahey Sunday night in the 99th edition of uh, The Meaning of Life. Dr. Aideen Goff is with Helping Irish Hosts. Aideen, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Um, you, you say we need a call to arms today. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think it's a credit to the Irish people of how many people volunteers to open their homes back in March. And we can, you know, we can bleat on for as long as we want of how how many people had volunteered but had heard nothing. You know, I think the okay. horse has bolted on that. Okay. And now we need to look at things again. I think Roderick O'Gorman's interview this morning was so disappointing that there wasn't another call to arms now of that we've all learned a lot since March you know we've all learned that there's different ways to get people into homes but now we're at a crisis position that a government minister went on national radio and intimated that it's perfectly acceptable that people are homeless 
that the Ukrainians fleeing war are going to be wandering our streets. And I think that's absolutely appalling. There are still people, as I've just heard from your other listeners and from our own experience with hosts across the country, there are still people ready and waiting to do that. And they're looking for permission to do it. And they need permission from their government to say, yes, do this. We need you to do this. We'd be delighted if you would do this. And they need that there's other outlets to do it, including with our organisation, Helping Irish Hosts. We've placed over 900 Ukrainians Brilliant. in homes across the country. Brilliant. And, and, and we work in partnership with larger organisations such as the Red Cross, who, to okay. be fair to them, have really come out battling and come out fighting. Oh, they are primarily a volunteer organisation. People should remember that. Um, but, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, but uh, uh, Aideen, what's the up-to-date now on Garda vetting? So Garda vetting is required if you're taking a minor into your home. Okay. So and if you're taking mi- somebody under... Under the age of 18 years. Under 18, okay. Yeah, and then all adults in your home over the age of 16 have to be Garda vetted if you're taking a minor in. However, again, credit where credit is due to the Garda Vetting Bureau, they've really caught up on on all of that and things are much faster and more streamlined than what they were previously. Well, uh, and that's good because in the age of computers and... People should be able to, an organ, the state organisation like the Gardaí should be able to find out pretty quickly whether someone has a, has a Garda record or not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. So what do you think Roderick O'Gorman, the government minister, should have said this morning? I think he should have said that, look, we are completely overwhelmed. Yeah. I think throwing your hands up and saying that, I think it's perfectly acceptable. None of us thought... Well, in fairness, I, I don't think he's saying now it's perfectly... No, nobody would ever say that homelessness is perfectly acceptable. No, but, you, but, but I you're think saying it, that, sorry, you know. But he's been offered, he's been offered solutions. He's been offered, offered solutions of hosts who are still in, who are still willing and ready to uh, host a Ukrainian in their family or, or in their homes. That's still a solution on the table. It's, and we should be encouraging that. And instead of just being that, right, if nothing else can be done, we'll do that. There's over 3,000 people hosting that we know of in Ireland already, over 3,000 who have applied for the uh, host recognition payment. So we know that there are people out there doing this phenomenal job. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that people Mm -hmm. are doing this and that it does work, that there's hugely enriching experiences that you've heard from your other callers. And and call it, you know, say if the... Irish people, we need you to do this now again. We, and if you're still willing and able, here's a list of organisations that are willing to do it with you, such as Helping Irish Hosts, such as the Irish Red Cross, such as IPAS, and, and help those organisations to do that. So removing the barriers such as the Garda vetting thing, you know, tidying mm. that up made a big difference. It made it possible to streamline things and get brilliant, people into brilliant, brilliant. To homes faster. And but, there's, I, but there's a long way to and go. And how do, how do people contact Helping Irish Hosts? So they can look us up, helpingirishhosts.com, okay. and you'll see our linked tree, and there's also information there of emails, that addresses of our uh, matchers who are ready to take details and to talk to people and see, just like your caller said earlier, I think it was Sinead who said, that, you know, 
um, making sure it's the right fit for you. There's no point in trying to put a family okay. of three into, yeah, into really. someone's home if they don't want. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at your form here, and it's a credit to whoever developed the form because it covers everything: the accommodation offered, you take whichever. There's a number of options to maximum number of guests. The facilities available. Are primary schools accessible? The secondary school is there walking distance of shops? Uh, how long can you host for? Temporary three to six, six to six months, or uh, six months and beyond. The accommodation details and for guard vetting purposes how many uh, people aged 16 or over are ordinarily so so you've so you've covered everything yeah. and we do follow up we do follow up with phone calls of that we do talk to the host it's all very well and good filling out a form and then it just yeah. disappears but you know we do follow up where we have we've been incredibly busy over the last couple of weeks but we still contact every single host on our list and how how are you funded? How do you how do you run this organisation, Aideen? So we've been fortunate enough to receive um, a, a, an SLA, which is a service level agreement with the Irish Red Cross. Brilliant, who've been brilliant. a phenomenal partner and support. And there's other larger organisations that have also um, ring fenced money for us, in, in, including um, the Irish Refugee Council, the Community Foundation. Okay. And we're also applying to become a, a, a fully recognised charity so that we would be able okay. to fundraise. So shout, that's an ongoing process. Shout out again the, the address for people, and we, I'll give it again even before the end of the programme, Aideen. How do people so contact you? Helpingirishhosts.com. Very simple. Okay. Um, helpingirishhosts.com. And the form yeah. is there. It is very straightforward. <laughs> And there's lots and we're, of we're on we're on Facebook and and uh, on WhatsApp and everything. We're we're on social media for hosts who are out there and who may not be part of our network. But you want to just link in with other hosts and exchange host stories and have a bit of support. You're more than welcome to join us as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks indeed. That's Dr. Aideen Goff of Helping Irish Hosts. Very straightforward. H I H Helping Irish dot com and. Uh, Bang on to their now. They're they they're they're working in conjunction with a number of state agencies, um, but I suspect it's run primarily by volunteers. But they're you'll go straight into the website and um, they talk you take you through everything you need to know. It's a very friendly uh, website. Okay, Doctor Aiding Goff, helpingirishhosts.com, helpingirishhosts.com. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Back to this dovetailing of arguments. Tom contacted us about this event next Thursday night, Drummond Castle. Apparently there's about 200 people going. Um, it's run by the 31 county councils. It's uh, called the uh, National Age Friendly Achievement Awards. And then you have the gov- a government minister on the radio this morning saying we're in crisis. Uh, we cannot uh, guarantee accommodation for Ukrainians fleeing the war, fleeing the invasion over the next few days. Kieran Shanahan, Kieran, your point, please. So I was just listening there to, to your discussion about Drumorland, and your researcher did tell me that on the invitation, that it didn't say anything about them staying in Drumorland. Yeah, we, now, we, it has been yeah, a mention we there. We, we, we've asked for the, we've asked that question, we can't get an answer. Yeah, but it, there has well, been if a you, mention if you there. Come down, if you come down from Donegal to an award ceremony in Drumorland Castle, outside Limerick or whatever it is, Clare, whatever it is, um, you're hardly going to drive back or try and get back that night, are you? 
Absolutely not, Joe. But yeah, what, so what hasn't been stated there is yeah. they also, on their property, they have a uh, four-star hotel there called the Inn at Tremoland. Great. And they also have five hotels in Town, which is only six kilometres away. Brilliant. But it's plenty of places to stay. That's what I would be doing. Okay. I wouldn't be staying in the castle. I wouldn't be at the borders. I, I take but, that point, but Kieran, with, yeah. with the greatest respect, that wasn't the question Tom was asking. And it's not the question anyone is posing. The question is, should county councils in this time of crisis, for old people, for, as, for Ukrainian refugees, should, should they be even running in, in a, a, an age, an organisation that I wasn't familiar with, the National Age Friendly Achievement Awards? We'll try and find out more over the weekend. Good to meet Margot Kieran. Uh, Jamie Doyle was on sound. Shane Galvin's a BCO. Fergus Sweeney was the producer and the series producers, Lisa Marie Berry, and her documentary is going out over the weekend. Uh, listen, listen now for that incredible documentary about that tragic Carrick Mines fire where 10, ten people died. Uh, meaning of life, Sunday night, half ten. And Ray Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.